along, his curiosity about results increased, so he returned to the one-minute manager's secretary and asked Miss Metcalf to reschedule his appointment with Miss Brown for some time the next morning. Tomorrow's fine, as she hung up on the phone. Miss Brown said to tell you to come anytime except Wednesday morning. Then she called downtown and made the new appointment he requested. He was to see Miss Gomez, an official in the headquarters office. They have information there about all the different plants and locations in the total company, Miss Metcalf said in a very knowing way. I'm sure you'll find whatever you're looking for. Thanked her and left. After lunch, the young man went downtown. He met with Miss Gomez, a competent-looking young woman in her early 40s. Getting down to business, the young man asked, Could you please tell me what is the most efficient and effective of all your operations in the country? I want to compare it with the so-called one-minute managers. A moment later, he laughed as he heard Miss Gomez say, well, you won't have to look very far because it is the one-minute managers. He's quite a guy, isn't he? His operation is the most efficient and effective of all our plans. That's unbelievable, said the young man. Does he have the best equipment? No, said Miss Gomez. In fact, he's got some of the oldest. Well, there's got to be something wrong out there said the young man, still puzzled by the old man's management style. Tell me, does he lose a lot of his people? Does he have a lot of turnover? Come to think of it, Ms. Gomez said, he does have a lot of turnover. Aha, the young man said, thinking it was onto something. What happens to those folks when they leave the one-minute manager? The young man wanted to know. Give them their own operation, Miss Gomez quickly responded. After two years with him, they say, Who needs a manager? He's our best trainer of people. Whenever we have an opening and need a good manager, we call him. We, he always has somebody who is ready. Amazed, the young man thanked Miss Gomez for her time, but this time he got a different response. I was glad I could fit you in today, she said. The rest of my week is really jammed. I wish I knew what the one-minute manager's secrets were. I've been meaning to go there and see him, but I just haven't had time. Smiling, the young man said, I'll give you those secrets as a gift when I find them out myself, just like he's giving them to me. That would be a precious present, Miss Gomez said with a smile. She looked around her cluttered office and said, I can use whatever help I can get. The young man had left Miss Gomez's office and walked out onto the street, shaking his head. The one-minute manager was absolutely fascinating to him. That night, the young man had a very restless sleep. He found himself excited about the next day, about learning the third secret to becoming a one-minute manager. The next morning, he arrived in Miss Brown's office at the stroke of nine. A very smartly dressed woman in her late 50s greeted him. He got the usual, He's quite a guy, isn't he? routine. But by now, the young man was getting to the point where he could sincerely say, Yes, he is. Did he tell you about being a one-minute manager? 
has Miss Brown. That's all I've been hearing about, the young man said laughing. It's so true, is it? He asked, still wondering if he get it with an answer. You better believe it is. I hardly ever see him. You mean you don't have much contact with him? Pursue the young man. Outside your regular weekly meeting? Essentially very little, except of course when I do something wrong, said Miss Brown. Shocked, the young man said. You mean the only time you see the one-minute manager is when you do something wrong? Yes, well, not quite, said Miss Brown, but almost. But I thought a key motive around here was catching people doing some things right, no? It is, insisted Brown, but you have to know some things about me. the young man. I've been working here for quite a few years, you know, I know this operation inside and out. As a result, the one-minute manager doesn't have to spend much time with me, if any, on goal setting. In fact, I usually write out my goals and send them over to him. Is each goal on a separate sheet of paper? Asked the young man. You bet. No longer than 250 words and each one takes me or the one-minute manager only a minute to read. Another thing about me that's important is that I just love my work. As a result, I do most of my own one-minute bracings. In fact, I believe if you're not for yourself, who is? A friend of mine told me a motto I'll always remember. If you don't blow your own horn, someone else will use it as a spittoon. The young man smiled. He liked her sense of humor. Does your manager ever praise you? He asked. Sometimes he does, but he doesn't have to do it very often because I beat him to the punch, answered Miss Brown. When I do something especially good, I might even ask the one-minute manager for praising. How would you ever have the nerve to do that? Asked the young man. It's easy. It's just like making a bet where I either win or I break even. If he gives me the praising, I win. But if he doesn't, the young man broke in. Then I break even, responded Miss Brown. I didn't have it before I asked. The young man smiled as he took note of Miss Brown's philosophy and then continued. You said he spends time with you when you do something wrong. What do you mean? If I make a significant mistake, that's when I invariably get a one-minute reprimand. Miss Brown said. A what? The startled young man asked. A one-minute reprimand? Miss Brown repeated. That's the third secret to becoming a one-minute manager. How does it work? Wondered the young man out loud. It's simple, said Miss Brown. I figured you'd say that said the young man. Miss Brown joined his laugh and explained, If you have been doing a job for some time and you know how to do it well, and you make a mistake, the one-minute manager is quick to respond. What does he do? asked the young man. As soon as he has learned about the mistake, he comes to see me. First, he confirms the facts. Then, he might put his hand on my shoulder or maybe just come around to my side of the desk. Doesn't that bother you? Asked the young man. 
sure it does because you know what's coming, especially since he doesn't have a smile on his face. He looks me straight in the eye. She continued, and tells me precisely what I did wrong. Then he shares with me how he feels about it. He's angry, annoyed, frustrated, or whatever he's feeling. How long does it that take? Asked the young man. Only about thirty seconds, but sometimes it seems forever to me. Confided Miss Brown. The visitor couldn't help but remember the feelings he had when the one-minute manager told him, in no uncertain terms, how annoyed he was with his indecision. And then what happens? The young man asked as he moved to the edge of his chair. He lets what he said sink in with a few seconds of silence. Boy, does that sink in? Then what? The young man asked. He looks me squarely in the eye and lets me know how confident he thinks I usually am. He makes sure I understand that the only reason he is angry with me is that he has so much respect for me. He says he knows this is so unlike me. He says how much he looks forward to seeing me some other time, as long as I understand that he does not welcome that same mistake again. The young man broke in. I must make you think twice. It certainly does. Miss Brown nodded vigorously. The young man knew what Miss Brown was talking about. He was taking notes how, now, as fast as he could. He sensed that it wasn't going to take this woman long to cover several important points. First of all, Miss Brown said, "He usually gives me the reprimand as soon as I've done something wrong. Second, since he specifies exactly what I did wrong, I know he is on top of things, and that I'm not." Going to get away with sloppiness. Third, since he doesn't attack me as a person, only my behavior, it's easier for me to not become defensive. I don't try to rationalize away my mistake by fixing blame on him or somebody else. I know he is being fair, and fourth, he is consistent. Does that mean he will reprimand you for doing something wrong? Even if things are going well for him elsewhere, yes, she answered. Does the whole process really take only a minute? The young man asked. Usually, she said. And when it's over, it's over. A one-minute reprimand doesn't last long, but I can guarantee you, you don't forget it, and you don't usually make the same mistake twice. I think I know what you're talking about, the young man said. I'm afraid I asked him. I hope she interrupted. He didn't ask him to repeat himself. The young man was embarrassed. I did. He confessed. Then you know what it's like to be on the receiving end of a one-minute reprimand, she said. Although I expect, as a visitor, you got a rather mild one. I don't know if you'd call it mild, he said. But I don't think I'll ask him to repeat himself very often. That was a mistake. I wonder. The visitor said out loud, "If the one-minute manager ever makes a mistake, he seems almost too perfect." Miss Brown began to laugh. Hardly, she said. But he does have a good sense of humor. So when he does make a mistake, like forgetting to do the last half of the one-minute reprimand, we point it out to him and get him about it. 
after we've had time to recover from the reprimand, that is. We might, for example, phone him later and tell him we know we were wrong. Then we might laugh and ask for the bracing half of the reprimand because we're not feeling too good. And what does he do then? The young man asked. He usually laughs and says he's sorry and forgot to remind me that I am an okay person. You can laugh about praisings and reprimands? The young man asked. Sure, Miss Brown said. You see, the one-minute manager has taught us the value of being able to laugh at ourselves when we make a mistake. It helps us get on with our work. That's terrific, the young man enthused. How did you learn to do that? Simply, Miss Brown answered, but watching the boss do it himself. You mean your boss can laugh at himself when he makes a mistake? The astonished young man asked. Well, not always, Miss Brown admitted. He's like most of us. Sometimes it's tough, but he often can, and when he does laugh at himself, it has a positive effect on everyone around him. He must be pretty secure, the young man suggested. He is, Miss Brown answered. The young man was impressed. He was beginning to see how valuable such a manager was to an organization. Why do you think the one-minute manager's reprimands were so effective? He asked. How let you ask the one-minute manager? She said as she rose from behind the desk and walked the young man to the door. When he thanked her for her time, Miss Brown smiled and said, You know what the response to that is going to be. They both laughed. He was beginning to feel like an insider rather than a visitor, and that felt good. As soon as he was in the hall, he realized how little time he spent with her and how much information she had given him. He reflected on what she had said. It sounded so simple. He reviewed in his own mind and what you should do when you catch an experienced person doing something wrong. The one-minute reprimand works well when you, one, tell people beforehand that you are going to let them know how they are doing and in no uncertain terms. The first half of the reprimand. Reprimand people immediately. Three, tell people what they did wrong. Be specific. Four, tell people how you feel about what they did wrong and in no uncertain terms. Five, stop for a few seconds of uncomfortable silence to let them feel how you feel. The second half of the reprimand. Six, shake hands or touch them in a way that lets them know you are honestly on their side. Seven, remind them how much you value them. Eight, reaffirm that you think well of them but not of their performance in this situation. Nine, realize that when the reprimand is over, it's over. 